Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time, time sports, sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports. Rick Schaefer standing by. In Northwest Arkansas, I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. Let's get this third hour started off with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hello, gentlemen. What's up, buddy? Uh, Randy, you know you was talking about the uh, contract at uh, Arlington? Yes, sir. I agree, too. I think that contract should be... Uh, finished up because Jerry Jones does not promote the Southwest Classic. He's promoting his stadium. Well, that's probably the case with any game that's played there. Alabama's going to play USC there this year, and uh, Jerry's probably and not going to say he, he, he's, he's going to be promoting that stadium. But, but, it's, but, it's, but it's a contract, Steve. You can't just say, hey, we're not going to do I'm this talking anymore. I'm about after the contract's up. Yes. I, oh, I don't think, I don't think it'll and be then, renewed when it's up. And then Arkansas plays a home game with Texas A&M and vice versa. You know, go to uh, right. like it used to be. If you have a home, you know, home and home. Correct. Because, that's uh, you that's know, the way it will be. Because I, I don't like to, you know, it's just pitiful. But uh, I think this is a year that we kind of maybe uh, end that streak by Texas A&M. I thought it was last year, and they got so close. And uh, I, I hope you're right, Steve. That's but, you know, people talk about who they want to beat the most. That's who I want to beat the most. Texas well, A&M. I want to win the first game, and then we'll go to the second game. How's well, that? Well, true. I, you want to win every game, but if you're talking about one game, you think of the whole season. You don't want to be one and eleven and beat Texas A&M, but that's a game that it, Arkansas needs to win. But it still, it, it just. Seems like that one game, or or like they when they played South Carolina, it was always South Carolina that determined whether they went to a bowl game or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, happened a lot. And but uh, you know, uh, Rick uh, was two years ago. Did they not play in the uh, in Minute Maid Park in that tournament? Yeah, is it, it maybe not two? Is it two or three years ago? Um, my either my last year doing baseball. This is my third year away. Either the, the last year or the year before we played at Minute Maid Park because I had the privilege okay. of doing the games. And they did I think very it was well. Two years ago, too, was they? it? Pardon me. I said and they did very well in that tournament too, didn't they? Well, the year I went, they won all three games. Yes. Was that the year that uh, they went to the championship game in the College World Series, or was uh, it a no. year later? That that was that was a year. Uh, the College World Series championship game was a year later, at least okay. after that one trip to Houston. Again, Randy's – I don't have a baseball press guide, so I don't 
I don't either. I don't have years in front of me, but uh, I, I think that is the last time they went to Houston. Was when so that would have been three years ago. And you know, to me, that helps the team out because they faced some real good pitching. Yeah, beat Houston down there. Again. Beat Texas Tech down there. I can't. There were three really good teams. All three were undefeated before Arkansas played them, and they beat them all. So, uh, and the softball team, I'm surprised they rank, they are ranked that low. Well, probably the loss to. Uh, I think the five nothing loss to Mary's. Yeah, uh, that's that's why. Yeah, but they're ten and two, and you know, in the course of a baseball season, all you have to do is look at the SEC baseball scores and look at some of the midweek games, and they'll lose to somebody. You'll think, really? Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, like LSU, I mean, they always lose to somebody in yeah. midweek that they shouldn't. Yeah. Like uh, this past week, uh, they lost to Eastern Kentucky two right. to nothing. That's correct. But uh, you know, I think the SEC is going to be strong in baseball again. Oh gosh, yes. It is strong. And uh, the basketball team, they're going to be okay. I mean, I, I feel like uh, if they went out and they win two games in the SEC tournament, that will, should put them in the NCAA tournament. If they Wasn't one out, of the old matrix they used to use is how you played in your final seven games? Yep. Yeah, that but that was the last they, ten games is how you, but they, uh, what your They don't was. anymore. That's not that's not part of their thinking anymore. And uh, guys, what do you think about this? North Carolina may not be in the NCAA tournament now. Will that? No, they won't be. They won't be unless they win the tournament, the ACC yeah. tournament. Yeah, they've got a losing record. That's gonna record. be a strange tournament this year, but this tournament's gonna be so wide open, you don't know who's gonna win. Correct. But uh, guys, I enjoy talking to you, and uh, catch you later. All right, you Thank, thank you, buddy. Let's talk with uh, Cody. Cody, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. I've got three quick questions for you. One, at Omaha, I'm hearing that they might be on TV this weekend. Uh, if so, where can we watch that? And two, what do you expect? And three, what arms have surprised you? Because obviously that's going to be our Achilles heel, I feel like, this mm-hmm. year. What arms have surprised you, you know, the newcomers this year? Okay, first of all, the games are on MLB dot com i don't okay. know if that equates to the mlb network it's also they are also the entire tournament if you get houston astros baseball on whatever outlet that you have which we do um then it's on the same station that shows the astros games all the tournament not just arkansas's games lsu's in that tournament too and so is missouri and uh, they're they're big 12 schools and sec schools so there are three games a day, 12, 3, and 7, I believe. And all of them are going to be televised on, I guess that's, it's not Fox Sports, it's like AT&T Net, but that's what that's the station that shows the Astros. As far as, um, yes, as far as, so you can, you will be able to watch it. It is our understanding, we found out yesterday, thanks to David Shoemaker, that, uh, Bill Elson is actually going to do the baseball games rather than the women's basketball games this weekend. And so, uh, yeah, so that uh, so he'll be down there with Bubba Carpenter in Houston if you listen to it on the radio. Okay, um, I think Caleb Bolden has probably pitched a little better than anybody would have expected so far. Obviously, Patrick Wicklander walked too many guys last year, has not had that problem this year. He's off to a great start. But if you're talking about the guys that you wouldn't have known a whole lot about, the first one that comes to my mind is Caden 
Monk. He, you know, I didn't know it. he's a freshman. I didn't know hardly anything about him. He's been terrific so far. He's only pitched five mm-hmm. innings, six strikeouts, but he's pitched very well. I remember Marshall Denton's freshman year. You're thinking, man, I don't know about him because he's a he's a submariner, and you know it'll his slider from submarine comes in there at 74 to 77 miles an hour. And in these these days, you think really. And yet, look what he did the other day. Came in with two on and struck out three in a row. They're number three, four, and five hitters. So I think he's probably matured to the point where he's going to be a lot better. Uh, Blake Adams so far has been a little bit of a disappointment. I know how good he can be, so I hope he'll get some more chances to pitch. But I, I think, you know, Monk out of the bullpen. Bolden's been good. Jacob Burton's been good. And if Vermillion ends up being the guy that they pitch late, well, he's done it twice, and he's been perfect so far. So Zach, yeah. Zach Morris hasn't looked bad. I know I don't gave up. Zach uh, Morris. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah he, Zach he, Morris. Yeah, he's pitched. He's pitched well too. Again, we could name a lot of guys, but I think uh, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> but the, it is a good thing, and in the pitching staff, Elijah Trest is a guy they like a lot too, uh-huh. and so uh, and he's pitched well so far. But again, they've only played seven games. They're going to play. Very good teams this weekend. Every one of them. Oklahoma's good. Texas is good. Baylor's good. Uh, you know, by the time we're on the air next Monday, we'll we'll have a better feel. There's obviously it's a 50-something game season, but you'll have a better idea because of the competition they're going to face this weekend. Well, it's interesting awesome. to go play you Oklahoma. You bet. Okay, thank you, thanks Cody. For calling. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about Oklahoma? They open up this tournament with Oklahoma. Yeah. But then they turn around and play them again. Yeah, this time, that's right. Uh, late in the season, will be at Oklahoma right. City. That's right. And that's a that's a great ballpark. I don't know if you've ever been to Bricktown in Oklahoma City. I grew up in Oklahoma City, and but I haven't lived there in you know well over forty years. But um, the, the, it was a renovation of downtown. It's a nice area, shops, restaurants, movies, all that kind of stuff. And they built the AAA ballpark right in the heart of downtown. They've patterned kind of a river walk like San Antonio. I don't think it's as, you know, the first people that do it usually do it, does it really, really great. And it's kind of patterned after that, but it's nice. But that ballpark is absolutely terrific. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers AAA team. And so that's a that's going to be a really nice place for Arkansas to play that game. Hmm. No, I don't think I've ever been to that stadium that you're speaking of. But, uh, well, you ought to because it's got a big statue of Mickey Mantle right outside of it, and Mickey Mantle's Steakhouse is right across the street. Okay, all right. That, that gives Mickey me doesn't all... hang out there anymore, but yeah, uh, that, that gives me a, a great reason to drive all the way immediately just to check it out. <laughs> uh, this from um, our Keith Lee Service Company live feed feedback from Middle Trap. Says, folks cry regularly about fans from El Dorado or Helen or West Memphis trying to justify a Little Rock game. Both hosts called Dallas a horrible contract. 13,000 of U of A students are from the state of Texas. Yeah, that's talking right. about the contract. We're not talking about the stadium. We're not talking about the kids the from Texas. Well, but what he's saying is it, it may be a recruiting vessel for the university. That and the fact that uh, tuition is maybe in-state price for people coming from Texas. But, yes, there are a whole lot of students from Texas at the University of Arkansas. Okay. I don't repent, but I repent. Uh, Hawkzilla <laughs> says, Joe Burrow, why do they worry about hand size? Uh, that didn't affect the incredible year he had. 
that college football is the same size as an yeah. NFL football. I think you're right. Isn't the, isn't the NFL football just got a little bit more around the middle? Is it? I, I don't know. I think I've never not. been a. I'm not sure. I've never been. A, I've never been a quarterback at that level, so I. Re- no, <laughs> no, I don't no. know if there's I, a difference. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. I, yeah. uh, if the NFL ball that you can buy at the store is the actual same NFL ball, I've always thought it was just a little bit different from the collegiate ball. Uh, Rusty Hogg says, "What's the best things, Chad M." Morris did for Arkansas Razorback football. I think it's natural grass, throwback, uniforms, and recruiting. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, personally, I don't care whether it's natural grass or synthetic turf. Personally, no, the, I like grass. I do. Um, the throwback uniforms. Yeah, I mean, why did why? Okay, I, I realized when you start doing tweaks and changes with the uniforms it's supposed to be all about the kids and um if the kids like them then i know rick you've been quite vocal at times saying you didn't like something but it you know kids like them the only thing that anthracite was pretty rough, that uh, was pretty rough to uh, and they wore them at missouri uh, and then the, the one that uh, danny Ford basketball had. by the way <sighs> yeah with the big yeah. hogs on the shoulder pads yeah yeah i didn't like no, me either. Well, I, uh, I, 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 I'm lying. Yes, I, I, I was probably one of the very few that thought those were kind of nice. I liked them. No, I didn't. I had to uh, From our Keith Lee Service Company live in feedback, James says, Western Kentucky game. I think the lack of attendance and performance was the best thing that could have happened because we would have had good attendance and won the game. We might still have Morris. Getting rid of Morris is worth losing and not getting many people in the stands. Then Tom goes on, modern gun doesn't start until November, so that didn't affect the early non-conference games. Correct, Amundo. Right. Then Luke says, War Memorial, Pete, uh, people don't want to talk about all the money we lose out on every game we play in Little Rock, and we can't host recruits in Little Rock games. Um... Isn't there a recruit room set up? Don't they? Yeah. I think you can bring them in on unofficial. You right. can't bring them in on official. Right. But you can bring them in for unofficial visits. So, by the way, um, Jerry is right, uh, formerly of the um, uh, California, uh, Carolina Panthers. He's out of a job. He was, His uh, Panthers declined the option for Jarius Wright, and it sounds like if you've got, if you're a veteran, you've got any kind of contract that's not at the league minimum, you're probably going to be looking for another job. Uh, it will supposedly add about $3 million back to the salary cap uh, for the uh, Carolina Panthers. But Jarius now looking for a job. Wow. Well, I hope he gets one because he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's had a good now, don't want to say great, but he has had a a good professional career so far. Yeah, I thought he did well with Minnesota, and then yeah. the same thing. Um, I'm glad we've got Tom Brady listening to the show. Tom Brady's listening. How about that? Um, well, first from the Ninja. Uh, best thing Chad did from our Keith Lee Service Company Life and Feedback. The best thing Chad Morse did was get fired and leave. 
Tom Brady says, mm. in overall circumstance, college footballs can be up to a quarter, one and one quarter inches smaller now than Is NFL program, footballs. Pro ball? Hmm. Uh, to get, uh, let's see, college footballs ranges from 20 and three quarters inches to 21 and one quarter inches lengthwise mid end versus 21 inches to 21 and one quarter in the NFL. Huh. I do prefer my footballs deflated. I was going to say, if you the cynical cynical would say, and and he shrinks his to get it down to college size, but that's, yeah. <laughs> Now, how can a ball be have a variance? Didn't he just say that a college ball has a variance? It can be 21 to 21 and a quarter or something like that. I mean, how do you have a variance? Shouldn't I'm they all guessing, be the would, you, would you not guess that that can vary from uh, ball manufacturer to ball manufacturer? They're giving a little plus or minus. Or, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing I that don't out. know. I do know this. If you play Major League Baseball, there's no variance in the ball. It's the same ball. Every every ball is the same, whether even if it's the stitching is high for a year and ball flies out of the ballpark or whatever it is, but the ball is the same. It doesn't. There's no variance. So if you got an NFL football or a college football, no even if you have different brands, wouldn't you think that it would be the same size? You would think so. Hmm. Because you it, would. Yeah, now you get to use your ball. So let's say Arkansas is playing at home against uh, Alabama. Uh, Arkansas uses its ball when it's got the ball, and Alabama uses its ball when it gets the ball. Right. Uh, yeah. I guess that uh, somehow teams that make interceptions don't just automatically fumble because it's not their ball. <laughs> okay. I'll Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I'll let that one go. Uh I went on to the nbadraft.net today, uh, and I did this uh, looking at two different ways. There is the mock draft, and Isaiah Joe, not anywhere to be found in that. Then I went big board, top 100, Hmm. and this, again, NBA draft. Top 100, but uh, they only draft two rounds. They don't draft 100. Right. Correct. Okay. All right. And at number 49 was one Isaiah Joe. 49. Number one overall is Anthony Edwards, who Arkansas will see on Saturday. Boy, is he having an amazing year. Gee. From Georgia. He was most recently named again the SEC Freshman of the Week. Uh, Number 20, a player that Arkansas and the rest of the SEC has missed this year from Vanderbilt, uh, Aaron Nesmith. Hmm. He is number 20. Ashton Hagens, number 25, from Kentucky. Number 27, Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. Uh, Number 39, A.J. Lawson from South Carolina. Uh, Number 48, Austin Wiley of Auburn. Number 49, Isaiah Joe, Arkansas. Number 50, Reggie Perry, Mississippi State. I would think his stock would be rising. Good grief. You sure would think so. Yeah. The way he's played this year. 53, Scotty Lewis, Florida. Number 67, Nick Richards, Kentucky. Number 69, Jordan Bowden, Tennessee. Number 70, Kyra Lewis, Alabama. Number 73, Rayshon Hammonds, Georgia. 
Number 74, Cavante Johnson, Florida. Number 78, Trendon Watford, LSU. And let's see, number 84, John Petty, Alabama. Number 89, Khalil Whitney, Kentucky. Number 92, Andrew Nimhard, by way of Florida. And that is the last of the players from the SEC, which obviously, uh, as usual, Kentucky with the most in there. But and, uh, even their guys were late first round. Mm-hmm. And if you're if that's accurate on Isaiah Joe, you're talking about mid to late second round. Um, is that worth leaving school for? Well, if he, only he could answer that question. But uh, And you'd sure want to be assured that you're going to be a, at least a second-round pick. But uh, is that worth leaving school for? It's particularly for those who think he might be the as good a college shooter as there is. If uh-huh. you're as good a college shooter as there is, wouldn't you think that you want to have that type of year that you can be a first-round draft pick. Also, interesting that no mention of Mason Jones, um, who we've kind of suspected all along would be back next year. And so we'll see what happens with Isaiah Joe. His stock could rise or fall uh, over the last few games of this year. And then well, as, somebody, as somebody else mentioned, and maybe it was Kevin, that if he ever does say if he went to the combine and they saw him shoot and with the range that he has then he might go up on the boards there too well the more i mean he's got to stay on the floor the rest of the season in yeah. my opinion well i think he will hope so uh yeah but i'm saying no other injuries that could slow him down or otherwise but right. yeah i mean if you're talking now I, I would think it at the very least though on the other hand you got to believe he'll explore that NBA option, which is sure, available to which all he should. That's right. Yes, he should. All right, drive time sports. Back in a moment. To be a part of the action, call 433-1037 or toll free 1-800-477-1037. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Ah, uh, boy, I know you're not going to cry a river for me, but man, what started off as being such high hopes for this, talking about a pitching staff. In this case, I'm talking about the New York Yankees. Mm. Found out news today that Luis Severino has got to have Tommy John surgery. So uh, the Yankees are down to their last nine starting pitchers. Uh, I don't know how they're going to weather this because they've got two others, obviously. Herman, he's out for quite some time uh, because of suspension. About half the season. I think it's 61 games. And uh, they obviously – well, no, Hap's okay. Uh, it's Paxton oh, that's, that's right. hurt. Yeah, Paxton. Paxton that's hurt. They expect him back maybe months. sometimes. In, no, 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 it's not going to be that long. He'll be back in May. Story and, it said three or four months. I know. That's probably one of your tearjerker uh, ones that you wanted to read, but it's not going to be that bad. Uh, he's, he's making good progress. Uh, you signed the, uh, you know, one, of the top, one of the top two or three pitchers in all of baseball, Garrett Cole. You signed him. Yankees definitely wanted him. So, um, yeah, you don't want to scratch. that. Look, they're going to score 10 runs a game. So what difference does it make? They got a great bullpen. They got this great offensive team. So you wouldn't have to worry about this. Now I've been saving this for you 
because I'm going to see how good you are at Yankee history, okay? And this comes from the back of a baseball card, a 2020 baseball card. And here's the question. Only two pitchers in Yankee history have had back-to-back outings where they struck out 12 or more. Ever. Now, they've got some Hall of Fame pitchers, but only two have done it ever. Back-to-back outings where they struck out 12 or more. Do you know who they are? Do you know who either one of them is? When I name them, you'll know Gidry. who they are. No. Strikeout pitcher. Yeah. And they're not Hall of Famers. It's not Whitey Ford. It's not Wade Hoyt. It's nobody Herb Pinnock. It's nobody like and that. Roger it's Clemens was a big strikeout guy. He was and should be in the Hall of Fame, but it wasn't him. Ah. Never had back-to-back 12 or more. Huh. This could go a while, so I'm not going to. One of them is James Paxton. He did it last year. He uh, did it in April, 16th and the 21st. The other one goes all the way back to 1998, David Cohn. Cohn was a big strikeout. Yeah, so, but can you yeah. imagine? I mean, in these days when you see these big strikeout numbers, like Garrett Cole, I'm sure, did it uh, back-to-back last year for Houston because he led the league in strikeouts. So um, you're getting a big strikeout pitcher, but it's hard to believe in the history of Yankee baseball with all the great pitchers they've had, only two pitchers have ever done that. Like I said, I was saving that for you. I also yeah, just... I'll go ahead. Well, I was going to say if Rivera could have faced enough batters. Um, right. Well, that's right. Yeah, he, he probably had some games it. where he struck out the side. And uh, same thing with Chapman. One inning. Right. That's, that's right, too. They just don't face enough guys. So, also, Bill Ripken's got a new book called State of Play. Uh, it came out about a week and a half ago, and in one of the rare times I had a couple weekends where I could read, and so I, I finished it actually in a weekend this past weekend. And it's pretty interesting because Bill's a, you know, he's got the Ripken way, and the fir- first chapter is dedicated to Cal, but not junior, senior, because Cal Sr. taught them how to play baseball, taught young Orioles how to play baseball the right way, and and so he, he kind of, the whole book is the debate between old school baseball and new school baseball, and can they mix? And most old school baseball guys are willing to listen to a few of the things that new baseball, not all of them, has to say. Some of them are just old recycled things. But there are a lot of these new baseball guys, the ones coming out of the Ivy League and everything, that they don't want to even have anything to do with the old school baseball guys. So he finally gets to the conclusion, he says, you let me manage a team and let me hire the people I want to, scouts, everything that are old baseball people, and he says, we'll win a world championship. It's pretty interesting, but here's two stats I got from this book, Randy, that will be of interest to you. You know what the, um, there are two factors that will tell you who wins most baseball games. Do you know what they are? Take a guess. Fewest walks. Fewest no. errors. Fewest errors. 63% of the teams that make the fewest errors win. 63%. That's over a five-year period, Major League Baseball. And that that's – now, obviously, there are games where both teams make the same amount, so that doesn't count. But 63% of the time, the team that makes fewer errors wins. There's one that's even higher than that. You know what it is? 67%. of the teams that do this win. 67% win 
when they do this? What do you think it is? Cash in on runners in scoring position. No. Well, you have to do that, obviously, but no, that's not it. Well, you've already. This one will surprise uh, you because uh, a major league game is nine innings, right? Right. And it could be extra innings. 60% of the time, the team that scores first wins. I wouldn't have guessed that. That's that's the highest that's the highest rate of winning percentage, the team that scores first. I would have thought you also could have said though, uh, I mean the odds of when you put the leadoff batter on to begin an inning, yeah. the odds of that player coming percentage around to go score. Up. Yeah, they go up. But that really doesn't always high. But that doesn't always determine the outcome of the game because you could do that oh, in the bottom. Okay. You, could, you could do that in the, the outcome. Okay. Yeah, you could do that in the bottom of the fourth, and you're down six to nothing. So, um, yeah, you know. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Sixty-seven percent of the time, so that's two thirds, the team that scores first wins. Where you now think is... you're thinking that the home team has the advantage because they get to bat last, but the visiting team, if they score first, two thirds of the time they win. So I, well, here's, it's a good book. There's a lot of nice stuff in there. If people love detailed baseball and would like the antidote to saber baseball, which is all about numbers, and you can use some numbers, but there are some things that you use your heart and head to, to think about too, uh, you'd enjoy the book. It's called State of Play by Bill Rick. Well, here's some interesting numbers for you since we're okay. tossing out numbers left and right. right. Okay. This came off of MLB.com. And here is the projected postseason clubs broken down by seedings by way of their projected records. Already? American For this League. year? So why yes. play 162 games, right? Exactly. Yeah. They got the Yankees at uh, number one American League, 99 and 63. Wait, the but that Ast- was before they lost Luis Severino. I know. So knock off they about still, 10 games they, No, they still got plenty of pitchers. Number two, the Astros, 98-64. The Twins, 93-69. Number four, the Tampa Bay Rays, 87-75. Then the Angels projecting to make the playoffs, uh, 87-75. They will get the second American League wild card. Mm, that's and interesting because they don't have enough. They don't have, their pitching's not so stout. Their no. lineup's really good. Their lineup is really good. But I don't know about their pitching. Yeah. Uh, the National League, no surprise, the Dodgers, 103 59. Wow. The Mets at 88 and 74, the number two seed. The Cincinnati Reds, 86 76. The Washington Nationals at number four, 87 75. And the Cubs finish fourth, or make that fifth, 85 70. Now, are those uh, Pakoda, is that what you're using? The Pakoda yeah. projections, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're never yes. right. They're never right, so don't worry about that. <laughs> they they really aren't. And you, and you think about, now, they, the Dodgers are predicting to win over 100 games, but think about some of the other teams winning in the 80s or the 90s. Or think about the Twins, 93. They won 101 last year, and they added Josh Donaldson at third base, and they got basically the same team, and they added him. They already set the – was it who set the major league record for home runs? Was it the Twins or the Yankees? They were neck and neck at twins. the end of the year. Okay, so the Twins set the league record for home runs, and they just added a guy that's probably going to hit 35 or more, and they won 101 last year, and they're in a division that's not that strong, and they project to win less than that. 
or, or predicting the Mets and the Reds to have the second and third best records in the National League. Well, what about the Braves? They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Let's talk to Jack. Jack, good afternoon. Hey, fellas. Hi, Jack. Good evening. Uh, man, uh, I heard on the radio that 67% of the teams that score first win the baseball game. It's so pretty I'm astonishing, calling, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think – I'll just call them because I – are you sure it's not 67% of the teams that went – that uh, score in the first inning? No, it's it's teams that score first. It could be in the third inning, the fourth inning. This is compiled. Wow. This is major league statistics over a five-year period. The team wow, that scores crazy. first. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's all I was calling about. Appreciate those. Okay. You bet. Thank yeah. you, Jack. Yeah, you don't score in the first. Don't have to score in the first. You could have a nothing-nothing game into the sixth, and if you score first, probably going to win. Probably. It's not enough. Nothing's a hundred percent. We need to say that. You know, you can go to the ballpark and think. Well, the other team just scored. I'm leaving. Uh, it's not 100%. Your, your team still could come back and win. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That number says the team that scores first is going to win That's this right. game. And I'm my leaving. team just fell behind. I'm going home. <laughs> I don't care if it's just the second inning. There's uh, no way now. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Lucky, can you hang in there? Uh, we're, we're right on top of a break. Of course Maybe Mike Lucky. says... If you Mike says for our Keith Lay Service Company live fame feedback, I agree there's no longer a reason to play Texas A&M in Jerry's world now that the Aggies are in the SEC. We still like to see the Hogs in a non-conference matchup there with maybe the Longhorns or the Sooners in a season kickoff type matchup. Again, these schedules are made now so far in advance. You may not see that happen until the year 2029. Something like that. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Let's talk with Lucky. Lucky, thank you for holding Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. I just would like to remind Rick that although the 67% and the 60% were <laughs> absolutely correct, I would yeah. remind you that 100% of the time that a ball game is won, it's because they scored the most runs. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured Just that. Kidding. I don't like it. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, that's, hey, while we got you here, I got to ask you. I got to ask you, when you go back, and it's it's an old movie now, but when you watch Dirty Harry, do you feel like he's speaking to you? <laughs> do you feel lucky, kid? I was, I was wondering, yeah. That's you, man. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. You and, bet. And, oh, lucky. And, and again, enjoy your show. Thanks, Thanks. Lucky. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Lucky. Hey, Lucky got that. He saw Dirty Harry, didn't he? <laughs> oh, my. Make my day. There you go. Nice. Do you feel lucky today? I know. Was, I know. Make we'll my make day my was day. later. Yeah. That was later. Yeah. Lou Pig, good afternoon. I feel lucky every day that I get on the show here. Well, how about that? Thank you very much for having me. All this baseball talk is making me uh, hungry for baseball. Well, I wouldn't eat one. 
Well, I, I, I did hit a baseball cover up one time and took all the you string did? off and found that little round rubber thing in the middle. You didn't eat that, it's did there. you? Well, I, oh. I put it I put it in the, uh, uh, just like the Beverly Hillbillies, and they, they made the golf balls. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it didn't work. Anyway, okay. a great show today. Just a wonderful show. I, I listened to the whole thing, of course. And Thank you. Is uh, Ray Tucker on tomorrow? Should be. I look forward to talking with him. And who's on tonight next? Next? Uh, hmm. Seven well, o'clock. Who's up? Who's up? Who's up at seven o'clock? Do we have a show on? Oh, that's a fishing show. Oh, okay. Oh, it's fishing. Okay. I thought it might have been our, uh, our boys from the Pay uh, uh, Biddy and whatnot. That's later on. That's, that's at like oh. eight o'clock. Oh, okay. Well, there the you hog. go. Now I know. I think it's a hog hustle. I think that's right. Yeah, the hard wrestle. Danny and... Go ahead. I was just going to say Danny uh, West and R.J. Hawk. Oh, okay. That's right. Trey's not on anymore. He's taking the evening off. He's the big guy now. Well, I'll tell you what. We got some great golf last weekend. Victor Hovland from Norway won. Um, He avoided a playoff with that long putt and made himself a few bucks. I wonder what the... 40-year-old Peter guy got for a second place. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't look at the money payout. Uh, you're talking about Patrick Reed, the one that Patrick Reed won, the Mex- what, what, Mexican, what yeah, the Mexican well, Open, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, that was the uh, Mexico World uh, Golf Championship or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, there's four of those every year, and, uh, you know, they're, they're big events, and uh, they've been fighting in Mexico for a while here. But, boy, that tournament went up and down. I mean, it looked like Justin Thomas had it, and it seemed like uh, uh, Deschambeau came back and looked like he took control and after he had a, a bad start. And yeah, Anyway, uh, Patrick Reedy hammered it out, and you have to appreciate it. I never saw him move his ball once. I don't think well, they were good. talking to about that particular tournament. Where no, they were, they were talking about uh, the tournament before. before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, that was in a waste area, which could have been considered a very large bunker. But uh, to make a long story short, uh, it, it was the wrong thing to do. I'm sure he uh, doesn't appreciate it, and everybody's had something to say about it. But I think he learned his lesson, and I'm glad to see that uh, he won. He's, he's a good golfer, and he's lost a few pounds, and he's serious about his sport, just like everybody should be. A lot of, most athletes are. You're right. You know, otherwise, they're uh, turning into Cheyenne O'Grady's. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's hope he's going to be okay. I hope he's learned his lesson, too. I Me think too. he's a good player, and we sure need him out there for uh, uh, every Arkansas player I try to watch. Uh, I don't care what sport it is. And Dallas Keuchel's going to be pretty good again this year, I'll bet. He's a Chicago White Sox. He's on the other side of town from your team. What do you think of that? Well, I think that's all right because we only have to play him two times. Two series, right? Not just two games. They play him in both parks, I think. Don't they? Oh. I, yeah, don't know. I thought they played one game in each park. Uh, I, I haven't been in Chicago for years, uh, but I'm yeah. going to go up there. And uh, I look forward to going to a Razorback game. I picked the uh, Florida game, and uh, hopefully I can get tickets for that. And we'll talk more about that when I talk with Ray tomorrow. Very good. Okay. All right. Thank you, Blue Pig. All right. Let's. uh, Yeah, we got time. 
Uh, let's talk to Stan. Stan, good afternoon. Hey, how you doing, Randy? What's up, hey, buddy? What's up? We're hey, doing man, great. I get this, now I'm trying to get this right now. Cause before I go back, before I become a season ticket holder, pay all this money, I'm trying to find <laughs> out. Y'all told me something a little different. <laughs> y'all what? told me something. I thought about what y'all said. I said a little something different. I say we go. I say we're gonna win at least six games or more. Yeah. If I know KJ Jefferson is a dual three quarterback. We see what he can do. He'll do a three quarterback. So, so is this Franks. Other guy, this, this other guy ain't no dual three quarterback. Yeah, Franks is, Franks can run and throw. You bet. I mean, it's, I mean, is he like KJ Jefferson? No. Is he like? Hey, he's bigger. No, I know he's bigger. I'm saying, is he a, is he a real dual three quarterback? That's all I'm talking about. At Florida, he ran for some yards. Yeah, but he, he's not. He's not. So fast, he can't fast. run like KJ then, huh? I'd say, well, KJ's not blazing fast, but they're they're both decent runners. And then, of course, you got a freshman coming in that's faster than both of them. It, well, is the freshman a dual threat quarterback? Yes. Oh, so the freshman will do it. He he'll do a threat quarterback. He and he faster than both of them. Okay. That, definitely so, faster than both of them. Oh well, we're gonna be in it. We we wish I believe we'll be. We're gonna win them four non comp. Listen to me. You heard it first from Stan from Little Rock, right? <laughs> Yeah, I know y'all laughing right now, but you see, yeah, Stan, know what you're no. talking about. I Listen. hope you're right. So, so we really got, we really got two, three dual threat quarterbacks up there, then, huh? Correct. We're gonna have three of them up there, then. That's correct. Okay, well, hey, we we good to go then. I I just want to make sure y'all where y'all talking about dual. What, and then, Randy, Randy, you said something about. Randy, I think you said that Randy, he's not really a dual threat quarterback or something. You I said. don't consider him as a dual threat. That's that's why, Rick why that's saying that. Why not, Randy? He because can run. He does run. Six six. Listen, yeah. listen. Go ahead, Ray. I I just don't see him as what you now. What he is good at, and and Rick mentioned this when a play breaks down, or he can buy some time with his feet. But I don't call that a dual threat quarterback, just based upon the fact someone can extend the play, or is. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to be running any of that uh, uh, option stuff um, that you normally think of a dual threat quarterback. I just don't see it. With, I look at a dual that. threat quarterback like KJ Jefferson. Is a play breakdown? He can just take off. Is he that That's kind of correct. guy? You know, what I'm he can about. do that. He can, he can do that. Yes, yeah. he can. He can take that. off then. Yeah, and he got pretty good speed like yeah. KJ. Okay. Yes. But I, I, hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna put it out there. Then. Uh, so really, we're gonna have three of them then. So. And uh, I say we're going to beat A&M next year. We're going to win the four, non- four non-conference game. We're going to beat A&M. And we're going to beat another team or two that we suppo- that we that we ain't supposed to beat. Well, All we be need to, if, if we ain't got to do a threat quarterback, it ain't going to happen. So we're going to, evidently, we're gonna, if we three of them, we're going to have to do a threat quarterback out there. Got to so, believe it. You bet. Yes, sir. So, hey, baby, we, we looking good then. Hey, y'all get out <laughs> to Ed Razorback fan. We looking at six or more wins next year, baby. Hey, go oh, on. Right. All right, Stan. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and for Woo Pig, real quickly, in July, the White Sox play the Cubs twice at home, seventh and the eighth. And on the 20th and 21st, they play at Wrigley Field. So they do play four games against each other this year. I meant to get into this, but just simply didn't have enough time today. Well, there's uh, always there was, tomorrow. Yeah, there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, this was off of uh, the Louisville Courier. And uh says, does Kentucky high school basketball need a shot clock? Fans say it's time. Coaches fear it. And this is fear a it? really Fear it, yes. Wow. Fear of a shot clock? Fear of a shot clock. 
Um, and the detractors are saying there is no need to prepare for college basketball when 94% of high school players won't play at the next level. That's just one of the many so-called different uh, arguments going back. Well, that's an opinion. That's not a fear. Yeah. Fear well, means I, like I, they put a shot clock up and they're cowering in the corner because they just saw a shot clock. I just I kind of jumped to the end of it. That's why I said I just need to <laughs> delve into it tomorrow if we get time. And uh, I'd I love to see a shot clock in Arkansas for Arkansas uh, high school basketball. All right, for Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz Animal Cruelty. Spay and neuter your pet.